this morning. How about that? Byron asks me a lot, but I always have to wait till I've got just the right week where I could work out getting things ready. But um, actually, this message, I have preached it several times, so I apologize if some of y'all have heard it. I've kind of repackaged it a little bit, but it's been a word that I've been really feeling in my heart um, really for several months. Um, I went to Queen City and shared this with them and with our girls. They, you know, really got impacted, wanted to hear it again, and then they wanted to hear it on Sunday morning. So I, I shared it with them, and then I really felt like it was a word down in Argentina too. So some of the things I'm feeling now, these are actually... Um, I just think through over the course of the last year, it's been some, some things that the Lord's really been deposited in my heart after all that we've been through in this congregation. And then I also felt like there's so many of you new here that it just might be good for you to um, kind of get to know us a little bit, our story. And so um, that's really kind of what my thoughts were this morning. So... Um, let me just tell you about us, okay? What and, and if you have been here for a while, you know, I believe the power of testimony and where we've been is so important and so valuable. And it's not, uh, you know, so much of looking back and wanting to dwell there, but it is just being so thankful for what the Lord has done in our midst. So we're just... Um, just River Life has been been around. Byron, I've been pastoring River Life now. I think January is going to be 20 years. Is that right? Eight? No, Byron says no. We we have some discrepancy. We don't, we can't remember. It's either 19 or 20 years, but it's been a while, and it's been quite the journey. But um, you know, when we came to River Life, um, when we got here, there um, it was called Calvary Community Church at the time. And it was a part of the evangelical free denomination, which is a great denomination. And there was a small group of people that were here, I think seven or eight families. They kind of, they'd been through a difficult season. It had been larger and uh, they'd been through a difficult season. And they were, there was a group of seven or eight families holding the fort down because they believed God had a future and a plan for this church. And so Byron and I somehow in a crazy sort of way, ended up on the scene here, kind of first just filling in the pulpit um, while that church, while Calvary Community was looking for another pastor. And it was um, totally not our background. Byron and I had gotten saved in the Jesus movement. We'd been raised Presbyterian and Baptist, but got saved in the Jesus movement, filled with the Holy Spirit, came through the charismatic movement, had fully jumped into that and given our life to worship and just really going after the Lord and the Holy Spirit uh, in a different way than what, you know, uh, the E-Free Church, they kind of were more along the lines of Baptists and where there's a different expression. So here we were. Not an interesting story. So we have some people here today that were a part of that. It was Bunny and Neil and Buzz and Cindy were a part of that and the Moors and um, I can't see. There's quite a few that are really joined us early on. And um, so I just want to say this to you. I want to tell you this because I think we have a great story of where we are now, where we've come through, where we are now, and where we're headed. And um, it's just amazing in the early days, God began to release 
the puzzle pieces that we needed to build where God was taking us. The church was down to about 35 people. And I just can't, when I look back, I'm just amazed at how God brought each puzzle piece and the people that we needed to build. And um, some of those folks were the bakers who've been doing children's ministry since the beginning. The Oryx came in during that time. I think the Stepanics joined us not long after that. Rhonda Bumgarner joined us early in the beginning. I could just go on and on and just tell you these were people that were joining what was already there. And I'll tell you, the group that was already there were amazing group of people. They had a heart and vision to press on when it seemed really discouraging. So, um, but through that, what happened was, is Byron and I, we, we knew from the beginning and, and all of us knew that the Lord wanted to transition things. And so we just began slowly introducing worship team and, you know, began to, you know, kind of transition to more who we were because it was really the only thing we felt like we could lead was what who we were. And it was amazing. Guys, did God not do amazing things, y'all, that were around? It's just, it was really so awesome to see that. And, um, you know, we all just loved, everyone loved the presence of the Lord. That's the thing we had in common. Everybody was hungry for more of God. And when you've got that present in a, in a church, in a congregation, in a, a congregation, there's just really not much you can't accomplish if there's real hunger and desire to go after more of God. And I believe that can happen in any church. It doesn't matter your denomination. If you're, if there's a hunger there to press on, things are going to happen. And so, um, what happened early in our history was this. Uh, about the time, I, I, I can't remember dates, but at the same time that Byron and I got to Calvary Community Church, there was an outpouring that began in Toronto, and it was amazing. If some of you don't know about what happened there, it was a congregation of about two or 300 people. It was a vineyard church. And what happened was they got connected up with a guy named Randy Clark who had been to Argentina and gotten hooked up with a guy named Rodney Howard Brown who were moving in a powerful revival. The Holy Spirit was beginning to just whelm people. And that's the only thing I know. People are all over the floor. They were... I mean, this is the truth. What we were hearing from Toronto that was going on is it was the full barnyard effect. Now, that's scary to me. When I heard that, that scared me. But people were getting so blasted by the Holy Spirit that they were in the floor doing things they never dreamed in their life that they would do. And it scared me. It really scared me. And um, I was a kind of a person scared of that kind of stuff. I'm serious. I was like, mm, know about that. And, um, and so Byron and I decided to get our shoes on, pack our bags and go to Toronto. And we did. And it was great. I could, I was astute enough in the spirit to know that the Lord was moving there. And at that point, this is crazy. By that point, they had moved out of their building, had to get a bigger building because people from all over the world were coming to Toronto to get touched by the Lord. And it was Episcopalians, Catholics, Baptists. It was every denomination was getting highly impacted in, in this revival that was being poured out. And I literally saw priests on the floor laughing and rolling 
and did I mean, seriously, we saw these three priests in the floor laughing and rolling around in the floor up there, taking their socks off with their other feet. It was the funniest thing. They were so blasted by the Holy Spirit. It was the funniest sight, you know. And so I'm, I'm very cautious, you know, but, but it does make you wonder, hey, this is pretty out there. And the cool thing about it is this, that there was no advertising for this move of God. People, it was word of mouth. People were getting on planes from all over the world. And we saw, the Japanese were amazing to watch because they just, they were so unreserved. They loved the Holy Spirit so much that they would just jump in and they were, they were probably the wildest ones up there. It was so great to watch them, but all over the world. And out of that outpouring, this is really the truth, a missionary movement began like we have never seen. I, we've never seen a Heidi Baker uh, visit Toronto. And at that point, her testimony, how many of you know who Heidi Baker is? Okay, most of you do. Her and her husband are missionaries in Mozambique where they have planted hundreds of churches. They've seen lots of miracles, people raised from the dead. There's And now that movement has been gone all over the world to the planet. Many works have been established by what they call Iris Ministries. Well, when, when, um, when Heidi showed up in Toronto, she was, they were, her and her husband, this was their testimony. They were just dry twigs. That's what she said. That she just felt like somebody just blew on them. She would just break, you know. And that's, that's the state they were in when they hit Toronto for that revival. But people were desperate at that moment. Um, and she came and this is her, she laid in the floor. I, I don't want to quote how many days cause I'm not sure, but she got blasted by the Holy spirit and laid in the floor for days. Couldn't get up people. I think, I don't know how she went to the bathroom or anything. I'm sure there was some kind of thing. They helped her to the bathroom and she got back. I know that's, I don't want to stretch it, but that is how. And then what after, before that their ministry was, really not thriving but after that they got up from that move of god and went back different people and that a worldwide movement of missions has and and not only out of the bakers but out of toronto there have been churches established all over the world that are revival churches that have it's tasted of the holy spirit and and seeing that it changes you. It changes the whole dynamics and fabrics of who you are as a person. And so so that was early and Byron and I were kind of in the middle of transition in Calvary Community Church to more of just introducing things. It's so it was really hard for us to jump in. We jumped in, but we I don't think we really jumped in fully. And I was still scared, to be honest. It was just scary to me. To watch people hoe and fall on the floor and shake and yell and make funny noises and, and, uh, I mean, that was really, that's really what was going on there. So, but we were not closed. We were happy. We were really happy for what was going on. We were not closed to any of it. So, but this, this happened, um, back in 2000, I think it was six, six, six. Okay, this is, I'm going to tell you our story because this is really important. So what happened was, is I had experienced, I had gotten what we call this, now I want to explain this to you, getting in the river. 
Because really what happened with that outpouring, it was an outpouring of the Holy Spirit where you literally could feel a river running through the building. And people were just simply by faith get going up, responding to altar calls, people praying for them, many of them been going into the floor. It didn't take that because many people didn't experience any of that and still got highly impacted by the river. And so we had, I had kind of tasted here and there, but in 2006, Byron and I went to hear Heidi Baker at Morningstar. And she stood on the platform at Morningstar and put her hand on her hip and said this, leaned over, and she said, are you Holy Ghost people? At this, she looked and she said, are you Holy Ghost people? And, and when she said it, Something in me, when I had to really be honest, I thought, I'm really not. I'm really not a Holy Ghost person. And um, I, I felt like I was to a measure, but I really felt like what she was saying is, are you really going to be a Holy Ghost person? Is this what you're really going to go after? You know, because she had seen and tasted what the Holy Ghost had done in her life. She was a living testimony to what a person who comes from being a dry twig to getting in the river and gets up and goes and changes a nation. She had experienced that. She was, she was not saying that lightly. And so when she leaned over and said that, I just felt like something hit me. And Byron and I responded to an altar call. And her message that night we have never forgotten was this. Too big, too small. Too big, too small. And that's really what hinders us from the Holy Spirit. Because this gets too big and this is too small. Because we're perceiving everything through here, thoughts, and how we've always done things and seen things and how it should be, and this is the way it's looked, instead of here. And so that was her message that night. And here's what her message was, is you have to get low for this to not be too big and this this not to be where you're, you're living from. It's getting low. So that night we responded, we repented, we asked the Lord to change us. And we just said we want to be Holy Ghost people. That's really what we want. We want to be Holy Ghost people. And so, you know, it was this crazy to say we're just trucking along a week or so out, not thinking too much about that. But I think within a couple of weeks, Byron and I had some encounters that we felt a wave coming that we didn't realize what was happening. But one day at church, Christina Casperson, I prayed for her because I think she was getting ready to go back to China Felt like she needed some fire and power to go back. And I remember I prayed for her. She's a Holy Ghost girl, by the way. Love it. Um, I prayed for her. And when I got done, I, just, I felt sort of drunk. I went, woo, what was that? And then I got home and Byron said, you know what happened to me today? I kind of got drunk. I don't know if I was going to be able to get up and preach, you know. And, and so we thought, wow. This is interesting and not really putting two and two together, but this is interesting. So this was kind of happening. We really weren't going after anything too hard, but what was really awesome was the women's retreat was right around the corner. Okay. (laughs) 
So 2006. And then we're starting to hear from other people. They're starting to feel a wave. We really, Donna Color uh, was starting to feel stuff stirred up with her and just different people. So I think um, Angel, I think all of you girls, were people were feeling stirred. Sarah was feeling stirred. And, and so Byron said this to me. We actually had a guest speaker. Byron said this to me. He says, that women's retreat, if the Lord begins to move, let him. And that's exactly what we did in 2006. We got up there and the Lord moved. It was so, we, I can't even explain it, but we ended up in a big pile on the floor. The poor guest speaker, fortunately, she was my friend and she was able to just roll with it and she was good with that. But we all just ended up together in the river. We got in the river that night. You know, there is a river. There's a river. Psalms 46 says that there's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And God is in the midst of her. And she shall not be moved. Okay? God's in the midst. So we got in the river that night. And we, it was amazing. We stepped into a prophetic flow that night. I felt like we would stick our hands up in the air and you could just pull the prophetic realm down. There was just prophetic words just flowing. It was just flowing. We were just in that realm. And so we, that weekend was, um, was a moment in history for River Life Fellowship. And at the time, our name was not River Life Fellowship. Was it? We'd already changed it. Yeah. We, the interesting thing was that, that we had changed our name uh, previously from Calvary Community Church to River Life Fellowship. It was five years earlier, somewhere in that. And, um, and the reason we did it was because we felt like we needed a name that um, kind of helped describe who we were more at that point in, in our history. So we had changed it, not knowing what the Lord had in store for us. We just had no idea to the extent of what, what that name was really going to mean for us because when we got into the river that weekend... We spent the weekend in the river, and it was so powerful. The Lord was encountering us like many of us had never encountered. And so I called Byron on the way home on on Saturday morning. I said, well, we're, we're on our way back. And, he, and I said, you know, I don't know what's going to happen at church tomorrow. And so he had to make a decision. We were doing two services at the time. He had to make a decision as the pastor, as the gatekeeper of what he was what he was going to do. And so, needless to say, that day, I, and it was great. I was leading worship that day, okay? And um, I, I felt like that was so the Lord that I was leading worship that day because we started leading worship. The river began to flow in the church that morning. We never got out of the first service. It was, you know, people coming in the doors like, and the service was not over from the first service and they were coming into the second service. It was amazing. And so out of that, we began a Wednesday night meeting. Jackie prophesied, you need, we have to start a meeting to allow the Lord to move. So for six years, we had a Wednesday night meeting that we allowed the Holy Spirit to just move and um and and do what he does and like there was so much breakthrough in our lives how many of you will never be the same from that just raise your hand never changed change we'll never we'll never go back 
because we've tasted of really the Holy Spirit's river. And we, you know, it's, and you know, and this is the hard thing about it is if you've never experienced that and you're watching it, you're much like me. You don't get it. And, um, but it's okay. We, there's just lots of grace around here for, for whatever place you are in the journey of God. There's no pressure ever to do anything, really to be anything except what you are and who, where your journey is in the Lord. We're here in the body of Christ, just loving Him and just going somewhere and trying to follow the river. How about that? And that's just really what we want to do here. So I did want to put up uh, a scripture. I do have a few scriptures. So, um, and it is Psalm uh, 46. just want to read that a minute. Just verse one. Just start with one. Is that it? Oh, we didn't get the rest of it, huh? Oh, Yeah, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Um, Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. And God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. But he uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So what I want to say to you is this. You know, the Lord moved and moved. His mood with us. And incredible. We feel so honored and privileged but I will say this, in 2009, we had a tragedy to hit. And I'm not going to dwell on any of our tragedies or any of that because I believe it's time to move on. But we had a tragedy that hit right in the middle of the Lord moving. One of our precious young men died tragically and, um, you know, precious family here. And But I'll tell you what, I'm saying this to you this morning because I believe the river, because we'd been in the river We'd experienced the power and, and the pleasure of the Holy Spirit. Not just power, but the utter pleasure of the Spirit of God coming, touching His children and encountering Him that way. I believe had we not been in the river, you would not be sitting here this morning. I think it would have done us in, honestly. And, you know, and then, you know, from 2009 on, it was one trial and suffering after another. We've lost people along the way. We've just, we've suffered. I will say that we have suffered here. Some of you that are new here, you may not, that's why I want to give you our history a little bit. Because we've had a, we've not, we're don't, we're not in here just hooting and hollering and enjoying the Holy Spirit and like we've never been through anything because we've suffered here. We've been through a lot, but we're here to tell you that we have a testimony. And the testimony is this, that, that we have, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And God is in the midst of her, and we shall not be moved. 
That is our testimony. That is our testimony. And so we're sitting here telling you that we're Holy Ghost people. and it's, We're not saying that from a light place. We're saying it from a place of reality. It is real to us. He is real. And it's like Byron said. He's God. He's not something we can just try to think about and think, well, we may be open to the Holy Spirit. He's God. And, we've, and the, the sad thing is this. He's good. He's pleasant. He's a healer. He, he comes and he's the source of life flowing through us, pulsating life, 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 life. There's no other place to get life. There's no other place to get it. There's not another place to find us. No person can give it to you on this earth. And in these times where you're shaken and the earth is going to shake, folks, it's going to shake. Our personal earth has shook here. Our roof shook. You know, literally. Last year, if you don't know, we we're having a wonderful Holy Ghost time. And we've been through stuff because we we're, we're last year at this time in August, we we're burying our fifth person last year. We're in heartbreak. We're in despair. And we have another one on the horizon that we are contending for. And this is a church that has contended for healing. We've gone, we've seen people healed of cancer and we're breaking because we're not in a season of seeing that breakthrough. But you know what? The river carried us. And right in the middle of that, our roof collapse were thrown out of our, bo- our box. <laughs> I call it, we get thrown out of this box here. Okay, after the Lord gave me a word, get out of the box. You know, I thought, okay. Whew. And, you know, we had just remodeled. It looked just like this. It was so beautiful. And then we lost every bit of it. Lost every bit of it. The room complete. I mean, completely lost it all. And I was out of the building for eight weeks. So, but you know what? There's a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And God is in the midst of her and we will not be moved. Isn't that something? So, I just want to say this this morning. I've contemplated why we go through these seasons where it's hard. And things don't seem to be working, you know. And especially you would think, God, you know, we got a revival to tend to. There's, you know, we, we're contending for revival and healing. And we got, we've got things we need to do. But when you're in the middle of suffering so terrible, and you begin everything you believe is being shook, everything is just shaken. And I knew, I knew this. We were in a test. I, I, I knew we were being tested, but you know why I believe we were being tested? We were in a qualifying round. This is all it was. We were in a qualifying round for the next place God wants to take us. And for whatever odd reason, how things work in the kingdom of God, sometimes we just have to go through the qualifying round to get there. Sometimes we just do. And so I know many of you on personal, on the personal, I just want to say this too. I want to say this. 
I've been feeling like this scripture for River Life. It's not as well. I I, I didn't get the scripture up, but because it's just coming to me. You know, when Moses met before the Lord, and God told him why all he was going to have to go through was going to Pharaoh and all that stuff. And Moses was this. Well, how are we going to know you're with us? I can't go unless you're with me. Okay. He's, and you know what God's answer was to him? You're not going to know till you go and come back. You're not going to know that I was with you until you go and you're standing back on this mountain and you're worshiping again. And so I really do feel that today, that we're in a place at River Life, okay, where we've gone. We've had to do almost the impossible thing. We really have almost, almost impossible of, of things that really could have destroyed any family, any church, any institution. These kinds of trials could have taken them down. But you know what? There's a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And God's in the midst of her. And we will not be moved. We will not be moved. And I just this morning really wanted to commend this church for going on, for going on, for getting a hold of the Holy Spirit, getting in the river. Do you know what we would do? We'd just get in the river. Oh, it's rough. Let's just get in the river. It's so hard. I'm, I'm broken. I'm in grief. Let's just get in the river. I can't take this anymore. Let's just get in the river. And that's just how we survive around here. We just get in the river. <laughs> I laughed. I'll say this. Ann Murdoch and I were one time charging through an airport following this group of missionaries. And we're kind of in, independent, don't like going with the group, trudging through the airport with 20 people. You know how that is. It's hard. <laughs> and, and I looked at Ann. I said, Ann, let's just go up. <laughs> because you know what in the river when we got in the river we learn how to ac- access the heavenly realm we learned that during that season of how to not live from this realm to live from the heavenly realm that's really what we started we you know and aren't guys are we not glad we did that are we not glad we got in the river and learned how to do that had we known what was lying ahead of us It's, you know, the Holy Spirit is our gift. He's a gift to the body of Christ. He is a gift to us. He's not something to be afraid of. He is our life. He's God on earth. He's been left here to live his life through us. He is such a gift to us. He loves to touch our senses and make us laugh and roll around. You know what? Because then we know he's real. He's not just some theory out there. He's real. And we may look stupid, but you know what? We've counted the cost on that one. We don't care. We don't care. We've just counted the cost. We just do it like we feel it. I mean, we don't want to just do stuff that's not him, but I'm just saying if it's him, if he moves to the left, we're going to go. If he goes to the right, we're going to go. That's what we're going to jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 everybody. That's what that is. That's what that is. That's what it is. And you know what? We can get in the river any time. 
Do you know what? It's the wildest thing. I've been sick as a dog and come to church and got in the presence and didn't feel sick. Just didn't even feel sick. You leave the building, you know, go home and feel sick again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, but that's how powerful the Holy Spirit is. You know, and I'm I'm not going to answer that theological question on why that happens, but. But I just wanted to say this, that there's a lot of things that have carried us through these difficult times. But I will say the river has really been, I'm so thankful. And I'm really thankful. But I, there's, a, there's a few things I want to say to you this morning. Last July, okay, I preached when Byron was in Argentina. I got this word about being sifted. Okay, and the Lord said to me, because everybody could feel a shift last year, right in the middle of the summer. I mean, everywhere we went, people were feeling a shift. And the Lord said to me, sifting is shifting, and shifting is sifting. So often when we're going through a shift, there is a sift that happens. And that's hard, but you know what? We can get in the river. Even when they're sifting and changing, we can get in the river. And uh, and that happened last year, and uh, it began to happen. I don't think we really grabbed hold of it. But here's, I just think it's really true. We're in a new day. We're in a new day, and the river is flowing fresh. We really sense a real freshness of the river. You can't ever nail down how God's going to move, what it's going to look like, expect it to be again, it be that. That's where I think we go wrong. I, I just think, you know, I, I was thinking about this this morning. Uh, when Doug Murdoch turned 50, we went to, Anne asked us if we would go para, what do you call that one? Um, para, not parasailing, but skydiving. Indoor skydiving. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, the name of the place was Paraclete. And... Um, <laughs> means Holy Spirit. And that's something Pericles, Holy Spirit. So you, it's a wind tunnel, actually, in Rayford, North Carolina, that actually skydivers practice there. It's, I mean, it's just a, exactly the way skydiving is. They have this tunnel. You get in there, and you they teach you how to get in your position, and, and you fly. It's just amazing. It really is amazing. <laughs> it was It was funny watching all of us, you know, get in there. But you know what? When I got in there, I felt like the Lord said, "This is you know how to do this because you've been in the river. Okay? And so what I did is I relaxed. I let go. I just, I yielded myself in a form that they told me to yield to. Okay? And you know what? I just started flying. Everybody else was not doing well. <laughs> You know why? Because they were trying too hard. You know, that's the thing about I see with the Holy Spirit. Is when we just try too hard, that's not the way he works. The way we get anywhere with the Holy Spirit is yielding. We just let go. We just let go. And he takes over. It's the way we live our whole Christian life. It's the secret. 
to the whole Christian life is we just let go, let God, and let grace do the work. Let the Holy Spirit live his life through us. And that's really the way it is with getting in the river. There's nothing. A lot of people just get up here and they get, it's like, okay, you know, that same reaction. But it's really just yielding because he really longs to fill us up, to impact us, to glorify himself through us. Because when we're learning to get in the river, let the Holy Spirit flow through us, it's the most wonderful life. It's a beautiful life. It is a beautiful life. You know, and he reveals secrets. He reveals mysteries. The prophetic flows. His gifts flow. Do you know what happened to us in the middle of that revival? Our money, during that time, the money that was coming in the church just soared. We had never seen that before. It just soared because the Holy Spirit was really working in people's lives, even about their money. You know, the volunteerism soared. Do you know all the ministries that you're seeing around River Life right now? Do you know those like Wellness Center, Sozo, um, Healing Rooms, you know, all that the Father's House. Do you know where that came from? The river. It was things birthed in people's hearts, visions, when they were in the Holy Spirit on them, and he, he's talking to them and messing with them, the river. He just would, see, that's really, it takes the Holy Spirit. We're, let me ask you a question. If Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and he only did what he saw the Spirit doing, the Father doing, that's the way he lived his life, how do we think we can live it another way? Why do we think it's going to be any other way for us? And, you know, it's glory. It's glory for him to live his life through us that way because he's glorified, first of all, because all this isn't our idea, it's his. We can give him the glory. That power that we're encountering and tapping into, he gets the glory. He begins to give you revelation. He begins to give us dreams. He begins to give us authority. So... I just feel like it's a new day. And we've been through a lot. But I just wanted to remind us all and tell people who we are, where we've been, what we're about. And we really are about there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. And we're going to keep going after the river. We're going to keep going after his presence. We we really, truly are. And um, there are a couple of things I wanted to say before I end on this. Okay, that word about sifting and shifting, um, there was a shift last year. How many of you felt it? Because feel stuff felt different. Um, uh, I will say this, that out of that sift, here's what we're going to see and are seeing. Okay, hope. There's a major portion of hope in that sift, that in shifting that came, was being released. Okay. Um, Heather had a dream about Matt Stewart coming. He came with a van load full of angels, and he, they were releasing hope and healing people's minds. Isn't that awesome? So that's happening. We're seeing Bob Jones's word coming forth. It was a word of hope. So I believe God is really releasing hope now. And I feel like this. We've made it through the qualifying round. We've gained authority in this area. And so now you know that we're in shape to release this to the world around us. 
So it's not just for what we do here, but I'm telling you, there is a harvest getting ready to be released like we've not seen. And we weren't ready a year ago for that harvest, but we're ready now. We're ready now because we've been through the qualifying round. We've been, we've, we got the commission from the Lord. We went and we came back and we're standing on this mountain and we know he's with us and that he can do it and we can do this thing. It's, it's here. There's another Jesus movement. We are contending for another Jesus movement. And I do say it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new season. The past is done. We can now move on into all that he's got for us. And I will say this. Look for out-of-the-box things. There's some things coming that are going to be out-of-the-box for all of us. Because I'm going to say this with what God's doing. It is... God wants to use every one of you in ministry, every single one of you sitting here in ministry, doing your part, because I'll tell you, his glory cannot be contained with just a few people doing ministry. And he wants to pour out glory. He's looking for glory. And so I'm encouraging you, find your place in this body right now. Find your place, because God wants to build up the body so he can pour out glory in the earth. And it is glory when you're finding your place and doing what God has called you to do. It may be in this house. It may be outside of the house. Some people are called for in the house. Some are called for outside of the house. So I just want to encourage you with that because there's a harvest coming. And there is a stream. Who's <laughs> there's a stream that's flowing from the throne of God right now. And it makes us glad, no matter what. It makes us glad, you know. And we've gotten through a qualifying round that was pretty big, guys. You know, and you knew pe- there's a lot of new people coming in. And I want to say this before everybody. It's important that they're here and that you're here. Because there's, it's a new season. And there's, there's places that we can't go without these new folks coming in and finding their places. So I want y'all to all know that. That you're key players, all of us, key players in the kingdom for what's down the road. So let's just stand up and, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't going to share this, but when she shared the end, I was like, oh, my gosh, Matthew looked at me. This is already happening. Is exciting, you know, and this is that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us because he has anointed us to preach good news. This is good news. And yesterday I had this, I've had this, what? Oh, I thought you were saying something to me. I had this real out of the box thing that I'm doing right now that, that I'm super excited about. And it's this Zumba. And um, I never would have thought I would have done this, but here we are. I'm mean, super excited about it. But we had this class, and we, it was my first class, and it was over at this Fit Avenue. And what happened was a group of girls from this church came, and, and we had our class. Afterwards, the, the head owner of the place and another fitness instructor that was there while the group was coming in, the, the owner was about to cry. And she said, I think I got more out of this than y'all did. She said, because I've never experienced this amount of joy and love for one another like I saw with y'all. And I was just like, "Uh, okay, I didn't really notice it because this is just what we do. 
You know what I mean? Like, this is just, we're just excited. to be. But right there in that moment, because the other person was standing there, they were like, I couldn't believe it. Like, people come in here and they're just like, you know, but y'all came in like, you know, excited, you know, and this love. And right there in that moment, I shared real short. I said, you've got to know that this group has gone through stuff. And let me tell you, we've seen God in the midst. You know, it's like we, we now know he got us through. And really the way we all feel is it's time to have a party. It is. It's time to rejoice. Yeah. It's time to laugh. It's time to rejoice. But I saw that we really need to realize that as we're in the presence of the Lord and as the Lord takes us places, we are carriers of his kingdom and out of the box. Listen, this is out of the box. Okay, but it's good. It's his goodness and his love and his favor. His favor is on all of you guys. So this is exciting. It's a good time. Let's be a Holy Ghost people. So you ready to get out of the box? So I just want us to respond to that. If we can get ministry team people up here. Let's wait just one second because I want to just pray over you. So Lord, I ask you. Holy Spirit, you are really are the mystic moose. You really are. You do things really different. But Lord, we were made for mystery. It would be really boring if all we had was just the dead written word. But we have you, Holy Spirit, life. We have encounters with you. Lord, you speak to us. You use us, Lord. You get us outside of the box, Lord. And so right now, Lord, I believe there is a call on this church to be outside of the box, Lord. And for individuals in this church to find, find that place, Lord. We're just asking you, Lord, I'm asking you for more divine encounters for each person in here. Lord, I'm asking you, Lord, Holy Spirit, for another wave of glory like we've never seen, Lord. But we can once again taste that river and let it flow out of the, the walls of this church, out of the doors of this church. Let it go to the nations. Let it flood our neighborhoods, our communities, Lord God. Lord, bring in the lost. Bring in the lost. Bring in the backslidden. Lord, we're crying out for a Jesus movement. Lord, we are crying out for a Jesus movement. Let me get this. Do you see this? This is Life Magazine. Dean brought it to me. 1972 Jesus Movement. Jesus Movement. Let's agree. Put your hand toward this. And let's agree for another Jesus Movement in the earth. Another rise up. The lost coming into the kingdom. The lost coming into the kingdom. The lost coming in. The disappointed, the hurt, the abandoned coming into the kingdom. Oh, Lord, we're crying out for that. Lord, and help us get outside of the box to go to them, to find them, Lord, to get them, to bring them into the house, Lord. We're crying out to you. Oh, we're crying out to you. Oh. Oh.